Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Couch Potato Coach Podcast. Coach Megan here, and it's been a while. I was knocked down and out by Lyme disease. Um, One out of 10, do not recommend. So after a month of being sick, I was finally diagnosed and was able to get the proper treatment, and I am starting to feel like a human again. I apologize for my absence. I'm very happy to have you back with me today. I will be talking about healing again. That's sort of my theme right now. I'm going to continue with that. Specifically, I want to talk about why we all behave in ways that don't serve us. I don't know one person who hasn't said at one time or another, I really shouldn't, but right before they do the thing they know they shouldn't do. Most of the time, we do know what's best for us. If you want to train for that marathon, then you know that means you don't stay for the extra drink at happy hour because then you'll wake up groggy and you'll skip your morning run. And yet we stay for that extra drink and we do it again the next week. What's up with that? It's a cycle that most of us cannot stand. And so we use this behavior as evidence that we're just fundamentally flawed people. We must be, right? We know better and we still do the thing we know we shouldn't. Today, I'm going to share with you some reasons why we engage in this cycle and how healing practices can get us out of it. I don't have a book to share with you about this. This is purely learnings from my own life and a combination of information I've gleaned from many different sources and pieced together, which means if it serves you, great, use it. And if it doesn't, write it off as the ravings of a lunatic. Okay. In the coaching world, I have people come to me and they have a problem and they want to learn the skills to deal with the problem. And I like to classify them into two categories because that determines which tools I use to help them. People either have a knowing problem or a motivation problem. A knowing problem is someone who doesn't know what they want. Should I stay at my job or leave it? Should I move or stay here? Should I stay with my partner or leave them? Should I go back to school or start my own business? These are all knowing problems. Typically, this is a clue to me that they're disconnected from their inner world. And a lot of the tools I use are going to help them reconnect to their own thoughts, feelings, desires, etc. Now, the other category is someone who knows exactly what they want, but they haven't been able to achieve it. They want to leave their partner, but every time they try, they find themselves giving one more chance. They hate their job. And they definitely want to leave, but they can't find any other jobs out there. They want to move to a different area, but they can't find suitable housing. This is a motivation problem. And healing practices are very effective tools for this. And I'm going to explain why. As always, I will be using myself as the example here. For the better part of a decade, I have struggled with getting up early. Actually, Now that I'm thinking about this, I have pretty much always struggled with getting up early. I can remember my mom coming into my room and practically pulling me out of bed in the morning. And then I would usually arrive at the bus stop and just in time to watch the bus go by. And my mom ended up driving me into school many, many mornings. Um, Or there was a time I thought it was a good idea to sign up for that 8 a.m. class in college. I, I honestly don't think I even made it once to that class before I ended up withdrawing from it. Suffice it to say, I knew I wanted to be able to get up earlier in the morning than I had been able to for literal decades. And yet when that alarm clock went off, inevitably, 
I would snooze that thing 15 million times and get up in just enough time to throw on some clothes and get myself to work barely on time. I simply could not motivate myself to get up earlier despite my best efforts. I had a motivation problem. I am thrilled to be able to share that I no longer struggle with that particular problem. Don't worry, guys. I have plenty of problems. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm just saying I don't struggle with that problem anymore. So sure, mornings still aren't my favorite thing. And there are times when I struggle to get up or I do hit the snooze button. Um, However, for the most part, I am up every day around 530. So the first thing I did was employ non-judgmental curiosity. I pictured myself in bed at the moment my alarm clock went off and asked myself, what was going on in that moment that was preventing me from getting up? And I noticed it was fear of a feeling. When we're asleep, nothing is bothering us. I didn't like waking up because I associated the moment I woke up with failure. It turns out I had attached all of this emotional significance to the act of getting up earlier in the morning. I held this belief that successful people got up early and started their day off productively, and if I got up in just enough time to get myself dressed and out the door, that meant I was a lazy, good-for-nothing failure of a person. It didn't matter if I was just as productive that day as someone who'd gotten up earlier than I did. All that mattered was what time I got up in the morning. I was deeply ashamed of myself for not being able to get up earlier. I felt shame, embarrassment, and disappointment every morning the minute I opened my eyes. Every morning, it was more validation that I was a failure and that I wouldn't amount to anything. Hell, if I couldn't do something as simple as get myself up on time, how was I supposed to trust myself to do the really hard things. My shame clouded my ability to deal with the problem. There was so much negative energy, which meant if I actually wanted to get up earlier, I was going to have to undo the emotional significance I had attached to it. While it's certainly not rational or logical to attach a belief about who you are as a person to a situation you struggle with, it is a very human thing to do. Sorry, guys, Vulcans aren't real. We can't detach from the irrational, emotional, human side of ourselves. For those of you out there who might be a little unclear about what exactly this looks like, I'll give you a few common examples. In these examples, you're making an assumption about your character as a person, the essence of who you are, based on how you show up in a particular situation. This is a very common thing that we humans do, and these belief statements are lacking in depth. They're not factually correct, and they don't serve you. These beliefs lead to behaviors that lead us away from the best version of yourself. If you called yourself stupid because you got poor grades in school, maybe you didn't pursue a career in science because you told yourself you weren't smart enough for something like that, even though you were really interested in science. If you told yourself you were clumsy because you couldn't play basketball, maybe you shied away from all sports and moving your body in general. You adopted a more sedentary way of life as a result, and now you're having a really hard time adopting that exercise routine your doctor has told you would really benefit your health. If you told yourself that you lacked artistic ability, maybe you shied away from any artistic expression and missed out on the benefits of this creative process. 
or even just an appreciation for the way that nature can show up as art when you take a walk outside. You see, these beliefs may seem small or insignificant, and the reality is that they're not. They impact our behaviors and the decisions we make about the context of our lives. So if you are struggling to make a behavior change, identify if you've made a judgment about your character based on the situation. If you can identify the false belief behind your behavior, then you can use healing exercises to change that belief. I use them to change the belief I had that I was this failure of a person if I didn't get up at a very specific time every morning. If you want to think of this from a scientific viewpoint, your beliefs are stored as muscle memory in your brain. Your brain knows that when you do something, it uses this synapsis to get from this neuron to that neuron because that's how it's done things in the past. And our brains love to follow the path of familiarity. This stems from a biological need for survival. If you've done it in the past and it didn't lead to death, then our brain interprets it as safe and worth repeating. In order to teach your brain to take a different neural pathway, you'll have to practice doing something in place of the activity that you used to do. Once you do this again and again and again, it trains your brain to then use the new neural pathway instead of the old one. This is why some changes just aren't instant. The physicality of change requires repetition. The first healing exercise I used was fixing the toxic relationship that I had with myself. I discuss this process in depth in my Toxic Relationships podcast. Feel free to go back and listen to that if you're interested. It's about paying attention to how we talk to ourselves. So the first thing I did was pay attention to the way I talked to myself when I first woke up. I noticed that the moment my eyes fluttered open, no matter what time it was, my mind started in with the chatter about how I was lazy and already behind and my whole day was ruined and my whole life was a failure. And I I admit I was surprised by these. I had never really noticed that this narrative was going on in my head. It was an automatic thing my brain was doing and it just, it happened in the background. Now that I paid attention and I noticed these thoughts, I knew I needed to change them. I reframed them into positive and factual statements that still felt honest to me. You can't lie to yourself. So if I noticed that voice in my head calling me lazy, I would respond in my head. Don't worry, people. I don't talk to myself out loud. Anyway, I would say something like the time that someone gets up in the morning does not dictate whether they are successful or not. Or Even though I didn't get up at the time I wanted to today, I'm going to make the best out of the time that I do have. Or what time I get up in the morning has nothing to do with my worth as a person. I'll give you a few more examples of fixing the toxic relationship with yourself. Let's use the examples that I gave earlier. If you called yourself stupid because you didn't get good grades in school, you might respond with something like, Grades in school do not measure intelligence. Or grades from school do not predict future success. Or even though I didn't do as well on that last test as I wanted to, it doesn't mean I will do poorly on the next test. So these are more factual statements and they're positive as well. If you called yourself clumsy because you couldn't play basketball, you could reframe that into something like, Playing basketball was new and foreign to me. If I want to play well, I would have to spend a lot of time practicing. 
or I felt awkward playing basketball because it's not something I'm naturally good at. The last example that I gave was about artistic ability. If you made the conclusion that you had no artistic ability, you could try something like artistic expression is not something that can be judged as good or bad. Or expressing yourself in an artistic way can be cathartic and the end result is not as important as the process. Hopefully one or a few of these hit home for you and you can start to see how our beliefs influence our behavior. Okay, now in addition to fixing the toxic relationship with myself, I also used another healing exercise. I used affirmation statements. I created a few affirmations and wrote them down on the front cover of my gratitude journal because that's what I write in every morning. Every morning I would read them as I drank my morning coffee. I'll share some of them with you in case you aren't really sure what they sound like. One is, I am a motivated person. Another is, I'm grateful for the time I have. And one last example is, I am good enough. These affirmations speak to me. I chose the words in them because they feel particularly empowering to me. You're welcome to copy them if they speak to you, or you can create your own version. These exercises freed me from the judgment and shame that I had attached to the situation. They freed me from the belief that I was a bad person because of the time I got out of bed in the morning. I totally get if that sounds silly to you because it sounds silly to me to, to say right now, but this is how us humans work. Once I had changed the emotional significance I attached to the situation, I was able to consistently take the actions that set me up for success. I was finally able to start doing all of the tips and tricks I had learned from my reading. I couldn't get to the action place I wanted to be in before doing the healing exercises because I was too bogged down in that feeling of shame. We want to jump straight to the action without acknowledging that pesky feeling side of ourselves. Unfortunately, when you are a human, and I'm pretty sure all of you listening are humans, you have to deal with your feelings. My challenge for you is to take on that behavior of yours that you've struggled with for years, forever, for as long as you can remember, and try following this guide and just seeing if it works. As a reminder, the steps are to first evaluate what is going on with that non-judgmental curiosity. Take yourself to the moment. Then fix the toxic relationship you have with yourself. Pay attention. What is the narrative that's going on in my head in these moments? And lastly, repeat some affirmations regularly and just see if it works and share with me if this process works for you or if it went horribly and you're mad at me for suggesting it. It's all good. I'm always happy to hear feedback. And I fully recognize that we're all unique individuals. What works for me may not work for you. Um, you can reach out to me on Facebook, on Instagram, just search for Couch Potato Coach and I'll come right up. Or you can reach me on my website, CouchPotatoCoachLLC.com. I hope this information is helpful. I will continue to do my best to get one episode out per month, um, but I do ask for grace with this. I have a very busy year coming up. I'm going to have to prioritize other things over this podcast for a while, so it may not happen. I might not be able to get my once a month out. Thank you for tuning in today and hanging out with me for a bit. More than anything, I do this so that you will know you are not alone. 